You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. 12 minutes after 9, South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Everyone is tuning in, sitting in, listening in, enjoying uh, the program. Uh, they were enjoying the program, our little shining star. Now, of course, it's time for some serious business. And I've got some very, very uh, interesting uh, questions to our beloved, honorable, senior, respected Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim, Damad Barakat to whom. But nevertheless, let's welcome him into the show, the discussion Ustad. It's a beautiful night. Chuma Mubarak to you, to Appa, and to the to your entire family. Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh Ustad. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Mulana Ahlan wa Sahlan wa Marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. A beautiful night of Ibadat. Mm. A beautiful night of forgiveness and a beautiful night to supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So may all our du'as be accepted. And inshallah, let's look forward to a beautiful day of Jumu'ah. Inshallah, and let the blessings of this Mubarak night of Laylatul Jumu'ah and the day of Jumu'ah prevail over us. Allah give us the understanding of deen. Let us learn to respect each other. Let us learn to love each other. I mean, let us learn to forgive each other mm. and let us learn to help each other. Mm. And that akhlaq karima, akhlaq hasana, which is lacking in the ummah, our time is wasted, our efforts are wasted, condemning people, speaking ill about people, gossiping about people, ribat about people, mm. slandering people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. This tongue, you see, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you give me guarantee that you look after two pieces of flesh and I shall guarantee you jannah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. One is that piece of flesh which is between your lips, which is your tongue. Look after it. Be careful. Think before you speak. Mm. And one piece of flesh which is between your legs, which is your private parts. Mm. So look after your tongue and look after your private parts. I would send guarantee by Allah that inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will forgive you. Samana, may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we carry out the sunnah of Rasulullah. There is no time left in this world to fight with each other. Mana. There is no time for animosity, hatred, name-calling, mm. people. Well, life is too short. But why do we do that, Ustad? Why? Why do we you do know, that? You see the sad part of it, Mulana, because I think I'm better than you. That's why. Simple. Mm, 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 mm. Simple reason. You don't have to get a rocket scientist to decipher that for you. All this fitna that you see is because why must you be better than me? Mm. And what is Shariat saying to you and me? In matters of deen, Mulana, look at those who are above you. Those who are more learned, more experienced, more educated. In matters of deen, look up to them and take advice and nasihat. In matters of dunya, the hadith of the Prophet, the mafum of the hadith of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in matters of dunya, look at those who are below you. Hmm. And make shukar to Allah ki I still have a roof over my head. I have food. I have a beautiful family. Allah has kept me independent. 
So in matters of dunya, look at those below you and make shukr to Allah Ta'ala. And in matters of deen, then look up to those who are above you, more learned than you, inshaAllah, all of these, and take heed. So inshaAllah, may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq for Allah. Let us uh, read some durood and salam upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wa salam. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah,
اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد الحبوب والثمار اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد الليل والنهار اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه وأزواجه وزرياته وأهل بيته وأهل طاعتك أجمعين من أهل السماوات والأرضين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ويا أكرم الأكرمين وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين وسلمت تسليما دائما أبدا كثيرا والحمد لله رب العالمين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدين النصيحة صدق الله مولانا العظيم Respected listeners, brothers and sisters in Islam When you recite the rule upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you're supposed to become emotional. You're supposed to be crying and sobbing. And if you can't cry or you can't sob, then make as if you're crying. Mm. That too Allah loves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala treasures. And the beauty of the Qur'an, every time you recite the Qur'an, It gives you a new feeling. You make khatam of one Qur'an, you start a new Qur'an. Alhamdulillah, Allah makes it such your feelings and expression of love and sukoon and itminan is different. So Shair ne kaha, jisko meri Mustafa se piyar ho gaya. Jisko meri Mustafa se piyar ho gaya. Somebody sent me a beautiful nazam from the UK. So I like the first few words. It touches our heart. Ki jisko meri Mustafa se piyar ho gaya. Baaghi jannat ka wo haqdar ho gaya. Whoever will have love for Allah alayhi wa sallam, then he will be worthy of jannat on the day of Qiyamah. So that can only be achieved if we want to recite abundant durood upon Nabiya Kareem <coughs> just that being the introduction I just want to inshallah restart mm-hmm. with this beautiful quotation we're talking about the education of our children what is the best for them it is not what you leave for your children it is not what you leave for your children but it is what you leave in your children. Haq, Ustaz. What you leave in your children. What legacy, what lessons, what value, what akhlaq, what manners, what character. It is what you leave in your children. It is not what you leave for your children, but it is what you leave in your children. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the children as a great amanat. Mm. Every Nabi of Allah, every Wali of Allah cried to Allah at the Hajjah time for their children. Make dua for the children. Because this has been the tradition of all the Anbiya. So likewise, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, if we want our children to be at the coolness of our eyes, there is more important things to do and more so getting up for the Hajjud. And at that ideal moment and blessed moment, cry, cry out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah, you bless us with children. Allah, grant them afiyat. Allah, keep the iman salamat. Allah protect them from fitna. Mm. So let's read some of those du'as. So maybe, inshallah, <coughs> each one of us are going to say ameen after I recite this du'a. Hopefully, begging Allah, Allah grant us whatever the Anbiya, alayhi salatu wassalam, du'a they made for their children. Allah, Rabbul Alameen, grant those favors to our children also. <coughs> So, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi Habli Minat Salihin. Rabbi Jal Hazal Balada Amina Wajnubni Wabaniyan Abudal Asnam. Rabbana inni askantu min zurriyati biwadin biwadin ghayri zi zara'in inda baytikal muharram Rabbana liyukimu salata fajal afidatan minan nasi tahwi ilayhim وَارْزُقْهُمْ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ What a beautiful dua. رَبِّ جَعَلْنِي مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ دُعَا رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ نَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنَ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا These were du'as made by the Anbiya's for their children. So respected listeners, why can't we get up at tahajjub time, make du'a for our families, make du'a for our children? This is a zamana of great fitna. Modern technology destroyed our iman, destroyed our akhlaq. Shifted our focus from deep. It's all about leisure, pleasure, and vice. That amanat that Allah gave you and me, which is our children, are we, fulfilling, are we fulfilling that haq, that role, so that we could leave a legacy and we could be as parents, role models for our children? Are we doing that? That's the big question. <laughs> Remember, the most precious capital of any nation, it is children. 
Today, they are playing on your lap. Tomorrow, the same children will turn out to be the builders of tomorrow. Mm. This Muslim child of yours is now jumping and playing in your lap. So as you mold that child and inculcate value in that child, tomorrow he will be the nation, leader of the nation. He will be the ambassador of Islam. And remember, when a child is born, the first teacher is the father. Great responsibility. Number two, my best advice to mothers is to teach your daughters modesty. Before society teaches them nudity, see what is happening. When I've never seen such stupid and foolish people Look at the jeans. First of all, it's haram to wear that type of clothing. Where your body is exposed. The shape of your body is exposed. The contours are exposed. Whichever nation you, or whichever culture, whichever dress code you follow, Allah will wake you up from among them on the day of the hour. People buy clothing the most fashionable jeans is the one that is cut. It's got holes in the back. You can see the bums. You can see the thighs. You can see the neck, the legs. Gee, you call this dress in Islam. Shaitan bisharmadya. Shaitan too is laughing. What foolish people these people are. And we allow this for our children. Is this what modesty is? Where is the sharam in haya? The whole body of a woman is parda, marana. Not a single part of it, even her hair must be exposed to raise maharam. Yeah, they are wearing jeans, marana. It's torn in the front, they cut it. The more it exposes the leg, the thighs, and the rear, that's regarded as one of the best sets of jeans that people are wearing. So my best advice to mothers is to teach your daughters modesty. We all have daughters. Mm-hmm. It's a great they are your jannat. They are your shield from the fire of Jahannam. But that can only be achievable, Mulana, if they got the proper tarbiyat of deen and Islam. So, my best advice to mothers is to teach your daughters modesty. What is sharam? What is haya? The code of dress in Islam. See? Madras Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, let me tell you, Mulana, the respect, the love she had for, for her father, Huzuri Pak sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. That whenever Rasulullah went on suffer and journey, he used to go and offer two rakat salah in the masjid and then come to the house of Hadrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala and greet her. When he used to knock at the door, she would open the door and welcome Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kiss her father, rahmatul lil alameen, on the forehead, and she would put her chadar down and say, Abba, sit down. That was the love Rasulullah had, and she had love for her father, father and daughter, the relationship. One day, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes home. I'm talking about modesty. Hmm. I'm talking about respect. How should a daughter dress in front of her father? 
And how must I, how must a son dress in front of his mother? There's no sharam in haya anymore. <clears throat> Illa mashallah. So one day Rasul Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes to greet Hadrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala. He knocked at the door and there was no answer. It took Hadrat Fatima a long time to open the door. And it was very strange. So when she eventually opened the door, Rasulullah looked at her and she was in tears. And Rasulullah asked her, Betty, what happened today? Before or previously, whenever I came, you opened the door immediately. So she said, in with tears in her eyes, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I did not have sufficient clothes to cover my body. There was two or three chadars. Hadrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was busy with the other chadar. So I didn't have enough clothes to cover my body out of respect and come and greet you. Rasulullah cried. She's khatun jannah. She's the wa fatimatu sayyidatu nisai ahlil jannah. We all read this on a Friday khutbah. Wa Fatimatu Sayyidatu Nisai Ahil Jannah Al Fatiha. She's the Queen of Jannah. So, respected brothers, raising children in Islam is a great form of ibadat. Like how every other form of ibadat, namaz, roza, zakat, hajj, umrah, charity, for my raising children is also an important act of ibadah. So how do you raise children, Marana? It's a good question. Mm. Three important points. Every parent should know about his child. It is simple to bring a child into the world, Marana. To conceive a child is a very simple procedure. But when Allah blesses you with children, you've got three responsibilities. Number one is the tarbiyah. The religious development and upbringing of the child. It's a priority. How are you going to raise the child? The upbringing of the child. Tarbiya. Number two, Tadib. Discipline and manners. To instill discipline and manners in our children. It is so sad sometimes that we go visiting to people's homes sometimes. We've got little children. And they go to other people's homes and what damage they do. Mm. Destruction. It is so embarrassing, but the host cannot say anything. But as parents, we're supposed to have taught our children discipline and other. So, Tadib, we allow our children to do anything. There must be a degree of discipline. The instruction of Rasulullah is very clear. Discipline your children from a young age. Hmm. You can see the child is being naughty. With love and muhabbat and hikmat, inshallah, discipline the child. So the first responsibility is tarbiyah, is the development and upbringing of the child. 
we must master the skill of tarbiyah. Number two is tadil, discipline. And thirdly, talim, religious instruction. Now ask ourselves as parents, Molana, we are all parents. Did I fulfill these three important criteria to the best of my ability? That's the question. Did I make complete tarbiyah of my child or children? In other words, did I, inshallah, give them the art of upbringing, lessons? Number two, did I instill discipline, tadid, in our children? And thirdly, talim. What did I do for the education, Islamic education of my child or children? Peep into your heart and ask yourself this honest question. If Allah has to ask me tomorrow, Mawlana, what did you do as far as tarbiyah, tadib, and talim, your <clears throat> children that I gave you, what answer are we going to give to Allah? So, just as an introduction, mm. I'm not sure if you have questions. I got a question, Ustad. I got a question because somebody says here, please read this question out to Honorable Molana Salim. Uh, there's a teacher in our school. Uh, this is a pupil, Ustad. Uh, there's a teacher in our school who's very strong, uh, who's very staunch in Christianity. Most of the Muslims students enjoy his advice when he starts preaching about Hazrat Isa, about Jesus. Can I leave the school because my iman is at stake? Hafiz Firoz, Ustad. Subhanallah. Mm. I'll just give you one example uh-huh. in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Pak revealed the Quran Khudallil Muttaqin Inna Anzalna Verily, we have revealed the Qur'an, inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidun. We have revealed the Qur'an and we will look after the Qur'an. So the Qur'an is the final constitution in the life of a mu'min till the day of Qiyamah. There is no other supreme kitab that can match the Qur'an. Allah Pak has invited the mushrikeen, the non-Muslims, the non-believers. Bring a replica, bring a sample of the Qur'an. Sure. Forget the whole Qur'an. Bring ten ayat. Bring one ayat. And try to match it. Try and bring it. They failed. It's of the Qur'an. So during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala had the Torah to him. In Rasulullah's majlis, he was perusing to it, looking through it. And Rasulullah observed him, and Rasulullah got so angry. One Sahabi tapped Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and said, Ya Umar, can you see the anger on the face of Rasulullah? What are you doing? And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala picked his head up because he was reading the Torah, he was flipping through the pages of the Torah. In the presence of Rasulullah on whom the Quran was revealed, 
कलाम रसूलुल्लाह
long before Allah created this world, Allah had given you this title of Imamul Anbiya. You are going to be the Imam of all the prophets of Allah. So coming back to that question of that young boy, may Allah Ta'ala reward him, that it shows that his parents had given this child Islamic education. He knows what is right from wrong. <laughs> so my point here is that as Muslims, we have the greatest respect to Hadrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, but his Ruhullah, ji, subhanallah, he is not Allah, nor is he the son of Allah, nor <laughs> is he the Holy Ghost. And I think Hadrat Mufti Abdul Qadir Sahib have explained this very beautiful concept of Tawheed and Trinity and all that. Alhamdulillah, we have the discussion every morning, and so many brothers have accepted Islam when they saw the light and the nur of Hidayat, and they understood that Allah Ta'ala is wahdahu la sharika la. Here is our children. This child, Allah Ta'ala, if he was near me, I would have kissed his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Allah a brilliant child that is worried about his iman, indoctrinating the teacher. And that's what's happening in this missionary school or this model schools. We think that, no, they'll get the best of education. Hark, dust, if the iman and akhlaq of my child is gone, and that child becomes an atheist, he becomes a murtad, gee, he rejects the deen of Islam, and he comes home and says, I don't believe in Islam. Allahul Azim, you will be held responsible. You will cry tears of blood. Because Allah made it clear in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, O anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. Oh, you who believe, safeguard yourself and your children and your family from the fire of Jahannam. It's an unbrent. So the child is asking me or the student is asking me, better I will say to you, leave that school immediately and find an alternate school. Gee, whether it's an Islamic school, somebody will say, but Mahana, what are you talking mm. about Islamic school? It's you know, sometimes the lesser of the evil see, is in the zurura. Sometimes, sometimes at times of necessity, there is some leeway. Hmm. Or better still, you don't want to do that. We can do homeschooling. Alhamdulillah, we have an alternative. See, we can do online schooling. There's great ulama. There's the retired principals. There's retired HODs in different subjects. Subhanallah, amongst the Muslim community. Subhanallah, hmm. go there. But deen and Islam is priority. So if a child's akida and where he's being indoctrinated, and they do it in a very subtle way, they don't tell you become a Christian. They will start comparing Hadrat Isa والسلام, to the Rasulullah. There was one, one Padri day in India. <laughs> they had a debate. He said, you see, Hadrat Isa is better than Muhammad Rasulullah. The Christian Pope, and now he's staying in Delhi, in the main street, he's preaching Christianity, and he's trying to convince the people. Would you respect? Remember, Islam does not allow you to condemn any religion. Okay? Because if you are going to criticize and sway somebody of a different religion, they will sway you and your religion back. 
you'll be held accountable for that. Yes. Yes, have a debate, have a munazara, use dignity and respect, and prove your point, what alhamdulillah would prove, and inshallah substantiate your dalil and proof, alhamdulillah, sharia allows munazira and debate to take place, to prove the wahdaniyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See? So that Christian Pope is standing there and he's saying, Hazrat Isa is superior than Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they asked him in which way. So he said, no, Hazrat Isa is in the third heaven. He's up there. And Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is buried in Medina in the ground. Allahu Akbar. So who's superior? The one that's high up in the heavens or the one that's buried in the ground? He's now using logic. And he's trying to prove a point. So everybody was trying to give an answer from the Muslim point of view. One student came there. He said, can I ask you one question, Mr. Pope? He says, yes, go ahead. Can I answer the question for you? Tell me, when you look for pearls, where do you find them? You find them in the heaven or in the sky, or you find them deep down. You have special divers. They dive about 100 meters down and they find that oyster and they find that pearl. Allahu Akbar. Very expensive. They find it right at the bottom on the seabed. You find that oyster oyster, or you find the pearl. And on top of the sea and ocean, what do you find? You see when the waves break, on the shore, what do you find? All the debris, all the dirt. The twigs, gee, litter, planks, whatever it is, is above, is high. So is that what is lying on the top of the ocean better than what is in the bottom of the ocean, which is precious and valuable? So he closed the discussion there. Hmm. There is nobody better than Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi salatu So anyway, Dr. Azizo. We're coming back to that student. Allah, mm. Allah give him a great azim. His parents need, and likewise, lots of other parents who are listening out. If your child's aqidah and iman is being compromised, for Allah's sake, remove that child from that institute. And inshallah, look for a proper Islamic environment. And inshallah, get your child educated. Mm. Parents, uh, as I said, mm. we have an Islamic school. Alhamdulillah, we have homeschooling. We have retired principals. We have... HODs and experts amongst the Muslim community, Alhamdulillah, go and study there. But hmm. never for one second let your child's aqidah and way of thinking be compromised. Hmm. Allah, subhanAllah. There's somebody from Rainswood who's starting that uh, we're listening to you guys this evening. It's a very, very ex- excellent program. Uh, my daughter does not want to go back to school. Uh, she's only 15 years of age, Ustad. Uh, what do we do as parents? She's my only child. Ustad, I mean, I mean, if she doesn't want to go back to school, do you think maybe she's not interested or maybe something is bothering her? Gee, Ustad. Allah has kept this natural gift in every girl. Sharam, mm. haya, modesty, and shyness. That's the greatest gift that Allah can give to a woman. Mm. When you have modesty, Mulana, you cannot see guna and vice. It affects your iman. The child, maybe 
this girl who is 15 years old. She must be seeing a lot of things that is happening there in that school. She is seeing her friends and colleagues getting involved. Mm -hmm. I'm just taking a chance and I'm saying that maybe these things are happening there in front of her and she is not cut up with this type of behavior. And she doesn't want to go back to school. Mubarak bath to that mother, uh, to that daughter, inshallah, may Allah Ta'ala always keep you parked, Daman. May Allah Ta'ala always protect you. You have made the best decision in your life. Not to go back to school. <laughs> you want to study, yes, further your studies, do it from home, alhamdulillah. You can do it via UNISA. You can do it, as I said, homeschooling. You can do it online schooling, whatever it is. Come out from that rotten, polluted, vice, haram environment and safeguard your iman and your sharam and haya and modesty because of your good act to say, I'm not going back into that mahol and environment. Mm. Allah Ta'ala will open the doors of knowledge. Allah will give you inshirahi sadr. Allah will give you barakat in your life. And inshallah, you'll be a role model for so many sisters. What's the sense, Mulana? My daughter has got all the degrees. She's lost her virginity. She's become pregnant. She's involved in the drugs. Hmm. She's involved. I'm saying all because of the mahol, because of the friends, because of so many external factors. That child, that girl, that girl child who's such a great ima- uh, amanet and a diamond, you just gave it to the vultures to destroy. And you sit hmm. back and you watch the fun. You are going to be held responsible for them on the day of the hour. So parents, I'm not saying don't educate your children. Please do so, but choose the best ustad, the best environment, hmm. best teachers, and the best institute so that, inshallah, these children could be role models and true ambassadors of Islam. Hmm. We need lawyers, we need doctors, we need professors, we need nurses, we need gynecologists. We need radiographers. We need every personnel that's going to help the ummah. Khairun nas, mayyan fa'un nas. So, 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 Ustad, the sister says that, so, Mulana Salim Karim, kidnappings are taking a high cause now. How can one trust schools to protect our children, to protect our kids when out of our care? Anonymous sister, escort, Ustad. Mulana. There's two things we have to worry about. One of the brothers phoned me this morning after our program. Uh-huh. He said to me, Molana, we must look into ourselves first, we as Muslims. Mm. Molana, when it comes to business, he was saying something to me, whether it makes sense, and he's got proof to substantiate it. And he said to me, Molana, I will send you documents to prove it. That when it comes to cookery, it's the Muslim, the, all the tenders that has from government, how much our Muslims, unfortunately, not all, some of them, the illegal things that they have been doing. Birds of a feather flock together. Hmm. It's the same. So, Morana, we have to also. Morana, all this wrongdoings is because of our gunas, because of our wrongdoings. I'm not saying all of us are doing this, but there are some people out there who are involved in such haram activities, such haram businesses, such haram transactions, <laughs> cheating the government, stealing from the government. Gee, 
and produce, and then standing in the first half day and putting their head in such the. Mulana, a very good question he raised with me. He says to me, Mulana, do you know in some of the masjid interest money is being given? Do you know in some of the masjid backdoor money is being given? No, Ustad, come on, Ustad. I said to him, you must give me proof. He said, I'll give you proof, Mulana. I didn't believe the brother, but I'm just trying to tell you what's the thinking. In a way, yes, Allah Park is saying, Zahar al-Fasadu fil barri wal-Bahri bima kasabat aydinnaas. It's because of our gunas, Mulana. The wrong things that we are doing. Allah's punishment will definitely come. <laughs> when we are going to cheat in weight, we are not going to pay his zakat. Yes. We're going to make gulam. We're going to deal in interest. We are going to deal in insurance. Mulana, Allah's azab will definitely come. Allah will definitely punish us. This is wada. He opened the Quran Kareem, opened the hadith of the Prophet. Because of our gunas and shortcomings, Mulana, these things are happening. So I'm saying we have no right to judge people. We must make tawbah and make dua and Allah Ta'ala give all of us hidayat that we abstain from all types of vices and gunas. Live a pure life. Earn halal rosy. Eat halal rosy. Wear the best of clothing with halal money. Eat the best with halal money. Build your homes with halal money. Go for hajj with halal money. Hug the ummah with halal money. Unfortunately, some of us are not doing it. <laughs> Look at the types of transactions and the businesses that we are involved. Oh, no, no. It's frightening. Millions of rands. Millions of rands. Look at the different schemes. Look at the different types of investment. People's money. People invested their whole life saving. Oh, no, no. In one breath is gone. What answer you are we going to give to Allah? <clears throat> it's a great ni'mat to pass away in this dunya without owing anybody one cent. Allah will give you the death of shahadat. It's a great honor to leave this dunya in the way that you are not owing anybody one cent. It's a, they are brothers and sisters who passed away, Mulana. They don't owe anybody one cent in this world. Their hisab and kitab was so perfect they made sure every cent was paid. <clears throat> we are taking loans upon loans, interest upon interest, compound interest about compounding. <laughs> Declaring war with Allah. So all those types of punishment that when you start doing things and we're transgressing the laws of Sharia, we openly declaring war with Allah Ta'ala, then who's going to pay the price? Obviously we. Allah is all-powerful. We also need to do some checkups, And we also need to do some introspection. That Some of the things that we are involved in as Muslims is absolutely embarrassing. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's disgracing the ummah of Nabi Kareem. So may Allah Ta'ala give those brothers hidayat. They make tawbah. They make their mu'amulat and their dealings correct. Whatever money they have taken, go and give it back. Even if you become a pauper, but no problem. When you stand in front of Allah Ta'ala, mm. you have a clean slate. slate. Mm. Ustaz, then go and you'll be questioned on the day of the Amr. Mm. There's a sister from Lanesia saying that, uh, what is Mawlana Salim Karim's thought, uh, thoughts? Uh, what are other parents' insights of meeting your child's new teacher for the new year? Does one think this is needed? Honorable Mawlana Salim Ustad? 
No, no, my, my view is a very simple. Uh-huh. The right and the right way to go about it, that we should have separate schools for girls. Separate teachers, only female teachers, alimas, muallimas, circular teachers, inshallah, aziz, where it's an environment of hijab and parda and girls. And again, even those Muslim teachers we have, no, no, their akhlaq must be perfect. The aqidah must be correct. The addressing must be according to sunnah. The thinking must be azmati sahaba. The thinking must be sunnah rasulullah. Just by reading la ilaha illallah is not sufficient, Malana. They are role models. We're giving the whole life of a child to that ustad. We have to make proper tarbiyat. He's going to co-school, co-ed schools, Malana. This is causing great fitna. We, we have opened the doors of fitna. We have given our sons and daughters to vultures to eat and enjoy. So we're paying the price today. My personal view, Mulana, best if there's a separate school for girls only. Mm. And we have the best set of teachers. We've got akhlaq, we've got tarbiyat, we've got talim, we've got taqwa, khashiyate ilahi, they've got sharam, they've got haya, they've got modesty, they've got the best interest of the children. Like how you want your own child to be pious, make and ibadat guzar, mm. that's the same need and spirit you should have for somebody else's daughter who has been entrusted to you. Likewise for the boys, separate for the school for the boys, Malana. Nothing to do with girls. No female teachers in that boys' school. It's all alama, hufaz, ikram, learned teachers. That to the aqidah, the Islam, the taqwa must also be of a standard and inshallah acceptable because they have been entrusted with the life and the akhlaq and the iman of those children. Mm. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. I see everybody wants to, tonight's uh, a podcast to start. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a mother here, and she says she's a teacher as well uh, from Peter Marisburg. She says that drugs and substance abuse have a high contributions in schools. Dear Mulana Salim Karim, how can a parent control and help lessen your child's involvement in this Ustad? Well, yes, Mulana is coming from the lion's mouth, from the horse's sure. mouth. What is happening in school? It's frightening, Mulana. It's frightening. It's a worry the moment your daughter steps out of the house. Mulana, your son steps out. It's a worry. It, will this child come back with his iman and akhlaq intact? Or am I going to deal here with a scenario that I'm going to cry tears? Hmm. So we need to know exactly. Take your child yourself to school. Pick your child up. Hmm. Your child should not be given the privileges of playing and socializing with friends. And the biggest azab and musibat up till today, Mulana, I cannot tell them what a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old child wants a professional iPhone. I want to know that. Please, some parent or some listener, they, can you just make sense this to Mulana? What's so important is it for that child? <clears throat> the root cause of every fitna that is in our home today. First, we said we blame the TV. Now the TV is thrown out. Then we had the VCR. Then we had the dish. Now forget about that. Now we got the hell phone. This is a hell phone. It's taking us to Jahannam. And we're carrying Jahannam in our hand every day. Is this phone going to take me to Jannah? 
or is he going to take me to Jahannam? You are the best judge. I still want some of the listeners to answer my question. Help me understand what does a six-year-old child or a seven-year-old child need a cell phone for? Please, for Allah's sake, explain to me. Hmm. But that's where it starts, Molana, because now I'm in the privacy of my home. My room door is shut. Jesus is killed. What I'm doing behind that door, not even my father, my mother has control. <clears throat> the children right there, don't disturb. They put a big board outside there. Don't disturb. Otherwise, don't come in my room. In the olden days, you think our parents gave us permission, gave us so much freedom that we can shut that door. The door would stay open. <clears throat> At any time, they could search us, search our kitabs, our books, and whatever it is, and make our tarbiyah. That strong discipline, Molana, made us good students of deen state. Because of being, we being lax with our children, because as I said, I don't have time. The only way to get the child off my back, mm. give him a cell phone, give him money, give him a car, and give him freedom to go wherever he wants, Saturday night, Sunday night, where your child is, we have no idea. Mm. Allah, but Ustad, uh, uh, we have to leave it there. It's already five minutes after 10, South African time. Uh, maybe, inshallah, we should end this topic uh, this coming Saturday morning on our Safina to Ilal Jannah, Ustad. Inshallah, Mulana. This is a very worrying factor, Mulana. Allah gave us the children as an amanat. I mean, and are we doing haq? Are we really fulfilling this haq? And what answer are we going to give to Allah? As I said, it's easy to bring the children in the world, Mulana. To conceive a child is so easy. To protect the iman and akhlaq of this child is the most important. Mm. And that way we are failing most of us. May Allah Ta'ala strengthen the iman. Ameen. Allah keep our family time. Ameen. And Allah Ta'ala bring back the sunnah and the Quran back uh, in our home. Ameen. Six minutes after 10 South African time, we will be sending the podcast out to you tomorrow, inshallah. My beloved engineer will be uh, sending it to me, inshallah. So we leave you in love in this beautiful evening. Juma Mubarak to one and all. See you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program of Safina to Ilal Jannah. From myself and our beloved Ustad and our brother Lakoro. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa hadina sajami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.